what lies in store for you. There's so many things to see and do. Summer, winter, spring, or fall. Your home in the Rockies has it all. So get up, get ready to start your day. The coffee's brewing, you're on your way. The fun is waiting outside your door. Good morning, Vale. Saturday edition of Good Morning Vale here on TV8. I'm your host, Liz, and I have to say I am coming off the heels of an amazing evening, and I'd love to tell you all about it. All through one of our favorite organizations here in the community, the Vail Valley Foundation, through the Black Diamond Ball last night. And I have to thank my friends, Rebecca and Dan Hanoran. They invited myself and my husband and another couple to join them for such a magical experience. Now that is our friend Dondra that we met last night and her fabulous husband, Kevin, and they were part of our group. And the one thing that I have to say was just look at that crowd. There must have been hundreds of people there. They held it in just the, at the Hyatt Regency and, or the Park Hyatt right, rather. And Everybody was just magnificent. Look at the people. Everybody had a wonderful time. They had a silent auction. They had a regular auction. I was afraid to sneeze because I did not want to get stuck with a bill. But it was such an amazing time. And that is one of the cruises that they gave for one of the auction gifts. And it was just a really incredible time. I think I had the most fun looking at everybody's gowns and dresses and things like that. It was just fun to play dress up, felt a little bit like a princess. And it's all thanks to Rebecca and Dan again, Hannah Rand, thank you very much. Rebecca is part of Roundup River Branch, which we're gonna have them on very soon again. I know we're big fans of them here at TV8. And there's a new crew over there and they are doing fantastic things for the kids. So I can't wait to get them over here again in the next couple of months so we can find out what's going on with that. But once again, thanks to the Vail Valley Foundation for throwing on such an exceptional event. It was really nice and special to be part of it all. And just remember that if you ever wanna be part of Villar or anything else that they do. They do all of the entertainment at the Villar Center and the Gerald Ford Amphitheater. And of course, as you know, all of the ski races and downhill experiences that we have, the GoPro games and all of that stuff. It's all through the Vail Valley Foundation. They're an amazing organization. Make sure you donate to them because not only did they raise a lot of money last night to continue on with the organization that they do to give back to our community, they're always looking for help, volunteers and things like that, and what an amazing crew they are. So thanks to everybody who just had a fantastic night. I'm working on four hours sleep, everybody, and I think I'm kicking it. So I think I'm doing pretty good. But you know what? Sometimes you have to have a good time and be a little tired just to enjoy life. We're going to take a look and see what the beautiful weather looks like today. It is going to be a nice Saturday with mostly sunny skies. 8 a.m., 14 degrees. The high today is 34 degrees. Winds will be coming at us west, west, southwest. 10 to 15 miles per hour and then we're going to take a look at the full day sunny skies so far for the first part of the day and really mostly throughout the entire part of the day by noon 33 degrees partly sunny skies by 4 p.m mostly skies 31 degrees by 8 p.m it'll be 21 degrees with partly cloudy skies taking a look right now at the i-70 corridor all the way over in denver partly cloudy over there with 53 degrees for your temperature in vale 34 partly cloudy eagle partly cloudy 
38 degrees, and in Avon, 36 degrees with partly sunny skies. 16 degrees will be your overnight low, everybody. We'll have a 20% chance of snow. Partly cloudy. The sun will set at 5.46 p.m., getting a little bit later each time, which is kind of nice. Wind southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Let's take a look at the week. Look at all that snow, everybody. Super excited about this. By tomorrow, 70% chance of snow, 26 degrees for your high, and only 16 for your low. It's going to be a little bit chilly, but then by Monday, we have our normal love that degrees right there. Perfect degrees for snowing and skiing and everything else. 60% chance of snow, 32 degrees for your high, and 24 degrees for your low. By Tuesday, 50% chance of precipitation, 37 for your high, and 29 degrees for your low. By Wednesday, 70% chance of snow, 33 degrees for your high, and 10 degrees for your low, and then by Thursday, a little bit less chance of snow, 20% chance of same, 23 degrees for your high, and 17 degrees for your low. That is a look at your weather, and now we're going to go take a look and see what your snow report is all like. This resort report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters. No new snow in the last 24 hours, but we can promise there'll be plenty of that to come throughout the week. Season total for your snowfall is 228 inches, everybody. 60 inches is your base depth. We're talking about Beaver Creek right now. Your lift hours in Beaver Creek are 8.30 to 4 p.m., so that's a great chunk of your day to go enjoy yourselves. And we're going to take a look right now. The lifts that we have open in Beaver Creek are 25 163 of the trails are open, which is almost 100% of those trails, so not yet 98% of your terrain is available to you in Beaver Creek and Vail. No new snow in the last 48 hours. 247 inches so far for your season total, and your base depth is 70 inches. Lift hours in Vail, 8.30 to 3.30 p.m. And now we have 33 lifts open, everybody, 275 trails, which is 100% of that terrain. What a great experience for everybody to get out there, enjoy the day, enjoy the snow, and have a great afternoon. And we'll be right back with more of the show right here on TV8 Vail. A woman who wears many hats just released an incredible book to help you find your true meaning of happiness, and that's Terry Sidford. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here because when I say mini hats, speaker, author, podcast host, and a life coach, there's nothing that you don't do to help people really find their true enlightenment in this life. Thank you. Wow, that's quite the introduction. <laughs> I, you know, I think that's been my life purpose, and I think I'm very lucky to have found that in my life, and to help other people is really what fulfills me, and I have, can relate to a lot of people because of what I've been through in my life, and my new book is my memoir. It tells every story about my life and how I had to overcome adversity to be strong, and that's why I can relate to most people, and I've been given a gift of learning from those lessons, and I, I turn trials into triumph, and I'm very proud of that in my life, and I want everyone to know that no matter what they've gone through in their life, that they can start over, and that they can have a fulfilling life and a successful life. Just, just learn and, and grow from every experience, so that's really kind of the, the basis of it. 
with three concepts of truth, courage, love. I was just going to say, so Truth, Courage, Love is your second book, but your first memoir. And I have so many questions, only because what you did in this book is so inspiring. So what originally inspired you to write Truth, Courage, Love? Well, I've been asked that one a lot. <laughs> and really, it's because I had a really big birthday last year. And it, it kind of made me think about my life and, you know, how, how did I do so far? Is there still some lessons I need to learn? Am I at peace with everything? You know, am I proud? Have I left anything on the table? Is there anything else I need to do? And I, I sat there for a moment thinking, wow, I've had an interesting life, yet I am so proud of where I'm at and what I've learned. And now having a rough start, having a great ending to my uh, 60 years. <laughs> yes. You look amazing for being 60. No one would Thank know. You. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it's, it's even hard to say, but it's, but I'm proud. And now I want to give back. I really want people to, to know that no matter what happens, no matter what age you are, you can start again. Just learn, grow, and fulfill your potential at any time of your life. You can start over today and any moment. That's what I hope when you read my book, that you'll learn that, wow, she went through those things and she still was able to do the, the, the things that she's dreamed of doing or never even thought of doing in her life. And I really have a, a tremendous um, uh, humbling um, appreciation. Which is such an important message for so many people to have, no matter your age, no matter what you've been through, like you said, just to have that little bit of encouragement from someone like you is so empowering. And so let's talk a little bit about what the writing process was like. Ooh, thank you. Interesting enough, uh, which you'll read in my book, I was very, very insecure growing up from my childhood experiences, and I was did not have any confidence. In fact, I remember going home and having to practice writing. I was very, you know, I didn't do well in, in English or in my with my grammar. And, and someone asked me about um, my experience with coaching a lot of women and how strong they were. And I said, I know, they just, they're so strong and they don't see it in themselves. And she said, well, why didn't you write a book? I looked at her like she was from, you know, outer space, like, no, I can't write a book. This is not me. And she said, Terry, I'm going to help you. So what I have learned in these now my second book is that if you have a story or a message, you just you can get it out there. You, and there's people that can help you. I just got the story out. I did a lot of writing and then I had someone help me with the grammar and making sure it, it's edited and it's a beautiful process. And I, I, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And I know most people do have a story to tell. We all do. And so if I can, I can write the book, which was hard. I mean, it's a lot of work. You have to be dedicated to it. But it's so worth it. So worth it. Well, and it's so incredible for you to share your story now as you were writing this book because it is talking about some hardship and it is giving that most vulnerable side to you. When you were writing it, did you have any moments of shock about how open you were being with the readers? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, many, many times I thought, why on earth would I be telling this story or, or, or will people understand it or will someone be upset with this story? I mean, it's kind of the whole gambit. And I, I asked myself, well, it wouldn't be tr being truthful and honest if I didn't tell all the stories. 
and it's the it's really what happened and that's okay and isn't it empowering to know that we can tell our stories and be okay with that and we should be okay with that and yes so there's stories that were um really difficult to tell but i'm i, I wanted to be transparent i wanted to be honest and i'm proud of that and your vulnerability is going to give so many other people strength just in having that kind of moment of comparison and that moment of truth that maybe you're going to help other people live I think is so empowering and so congratulations on your book thank you. and thank, thank you so much for being so wonderful to share all of this information with others oh you're welcome it's really an honor for me and I, I, I would just want to help everyone know that you know you don't have to be defined by your past you really don't and you can um, turn trials into triumph. Just, just learn, grow, ask people for, for help, and you can still live the life of your dreams and your potential. That's the message I want everyone to know. Which I think is such a wonderful message. Now, if people are interested, obviously, in reading your first book and your second book, where can they buy them? On Amazon. Uh, you can just go to Amazon. You can either type in Terry Sidford, and that's T-E-R-R-Y, Sidford, and my, the title of my books, and they'll pop up, 100 Hearts, spelled out, 100 Hearts, and Truth, Courage, Love. Truth, Courage, Love sounds like the perfect book for maybe anyone going through some hardship. Now, you also have a great podcast, really giving people those extra stories for courage to find their inner strength. And you really focus a lot on helping people find their true happiness. So let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Well, I also started a group called Choose Courage Movement because I've started out kind of an expert with courage and I wanted to share with the audience or as many people as I, I can, these stories of courage. Because I think the more that we hear stories of courage through my podcast and I, I try to have very interesting guests is that the more we see it in ourselves and the more that we see it in ourselves, the more courageous we become in a daily life. And so that's my whole goal. And it is so fun to, to find these amazing people and their amazing stories. So if there's anyone out there that feels like they do have an amazing story, I would love for you to contact me on that. I would love to interview on my, my podcast. Which I think is so cool that you are giving people not only the platform to share their moments of maybe feeling their most courageous, but you're also giving people just that little bit of comfort, knowing that there are people going through similar things and enduring similar things. Now, you're also a life coach. So if people are interested in maybe just having the opportunity to talk with you and listen to your story a little bit more personally and have you give them those words of wisdom that you so generously shared in your book, how can they do so? They can contact me on my website, which is Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, Sidford, S-I-D-F-O-R-D.com, TerrySidford.com, and just reach out to me, and we can have a consultation to see if this coaching is right for you. I'm here to just help anyone take things to the next level if they feel like there's something that's in the way. And it really, it's a fun and exciting process. It's like having your cheerleader right next to you. <laughs> which I think everyone needs. My mom always says that to me. She's like, just rally your inner cheerleader, Maddie, and you'll be fine. You'll get through it. And so I love to hear that. And I really love what you do. I think that having people like you in our community, in our lives, and just out there to spread the positivity and really just that like driving force forward to help people find their best selves is so powerful. 
Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's really feels like a dream for me to be able to do what I feel like is my life purpose. And that's what I like to help other people find in their life. Because once you're doing what you love and what really lights you up and inspires you, then it's contagious. It's just like that ripple effect. It will, it will, it will affect everyone around you. So it's really why we should all live our potential and our purpose in life. You are a beautiful force to be reckoned with. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Thank you so much. I'm really happy that I could have this time with you today. We're really happy to have you, and we really do appreciate all the hard work that you do. Thank you. Make sure that you go on Amazon and you buy her book, and that way maybe you can share your stories as well because it's a therapeutic way to find your inner courage. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back from the break, we've got more of the show, so stay tuned. Good morning, babe. Welcome back to your Saturday edition of TV8 Vail. I'm Liz, it's good morning Vail everybody. And before I get started with my interview, I want to remind you guys that later on in the show, we will be giving away two tickets and some t-shirts to dogs in a pile who will be coming here to the local bar in just a week. So that's really exciting and I really cannot wait for them. Dogs in a pile are amazing and we will be giving away some shirts and tickets. But speaking of dogs, not in a pile per se, but right here in our studio, we have an amazing animal. His name is Dragon and we have an even more amazing human. This is Jennifer Valentine, everybody, from Valentine Dog Training. Hi there. Hi, how are you? It's great to see you. Great to see you. I've known Jennifer quite a number of years. I have seen the magic that she can do with animals. The dogs that she gets literally make an entire change when she takes them on. It depends on what the dog is dealing with and things like that. The reason why I have you on is not only are you an incredible trainer, but you are a very astute dog behavioralist. A, be a behavior, well, I'm not gonna, no, I'm not gonna argue with you. Um, there actually are veterinarian behavioralists that go to college for oh. years doing okay. that. So I work with dogs with behavior problems. Okay, so, so I shouldn't use the word behavioralist. Right, right. Okay, but I do know that whenever there's a specific issue with a dog, I've sent people over to you and they've come back a different dog. And I mean, the one thing that I want to remind everybody is that when you want to train your dog, you have to get trained yourself. Absolutely. If you don't, if the owner is not involved in the training, it's a waste of time. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And I've seen you get frustrated with <laughs> adult human types where they take their dog to you, but then they don't follow through with the lesson. And then if they don't follow through and they don't continue on at home with what they've learned with you, then it's really all for naught. It is all for naught. Um, and people also don't realize what goes on in your home is everything as far as your, your dog. Right. Um, dogs that run households, you'd be surprised how many of them that there are. I agree. Um, so all kinds of little nuances. You know, your, your dog uh, demanding to be demanding to be pet right here. Yeah. Um, dogs that are just crazy, run around the house, uh, jump on furniture, jump on windowsills, out barking at everybody. Mm -hmm. um, those kind of behaviors translate outside. 
Absolutely. The bad behavior doesn't leave, doesn't stay in the house. It goes back out with you. One thing a lot of dogs do that I've noticed out here is they like to jump up on you. And for whatever reason, it seems like it should be an easy correct. It is an easy correct. But think about um, maybe even with your own dog. You walk in the house. You use a high-pitched voice. You get silly. You can't wait for your dog to jump on you. And then you're surprised when your dog jumps on somebody right. another time, another day. So you can't, uh, you're reinforcing the behavior. So what would you recommend to somebody if they're, that's one issue. The dog jumps up on everybody when they walk in. I was told to turn your back to the dog until it calms down. But what are you going to have your guests every time they come in? Okay, just turn your back to my dog for five minutes and then you'll be okay. No, you're not going to be okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the method of turning your back and ignoring the dog, you're going to be doing that for Ever. Forever. Okay. That, that's never really going to stop. That's why I was wondering if it's even worth trying. So It's really not worth okay. trying. You have a dog that's jumping on you. The dog is taking over your space. So you have to claim your own space. Uh -huh. You do not allow the dog to get into your space. So, so move, you walk into Move it? forward. Move forward with a dog. Or let's say you're having guests come over. Why would you open the door and allow the guests just to come in and you know your dog's going to bark, or gonna, um, maybe bark at them, right. but your dog is going to jump up on them. Okay. So why not have your dog on a leash? Oh. Why not come to the door and have your dog learn to sit at the door, and everyone doesn't need to make that dog front and center and pet it. Right. So think of the scenario. You open the door, high-pitched voices happen, mm -hmm. everybody reaches to touch the animal, the dog jumps, it gets reinforced, and then you're surprised when it happens again right. and again and again. And I know that a big reason why I wanted you to come in today is because when people rescue a dog, they obviously don't know what that dog's been through. And if they don't do the proper training, something tragic can happen, even in their own household. So when people don't listen and really take heed that you have to make sure your dog is the right fit for your home and everything like that. How do you get that message out there so people can live a full, happy life with their new family friend? Um, first thing is kind of get the, the word rescue out of your head. Really? Because that, that puts a story that you don't know. Maybe, okay. maybe the dog has been in the shelter for a week and someone goes to get the dog and they say, oh, I have a shelter, I have a rescue dog. Was that a dog that was found under a house in Houston, you know, <laughs> where you found a dog and a bunch of puppies and someone oh. came and got him? That, to me, is more of a rescue dog. Right. What we used to call a shelter dog or pound puppies. Now, everyone has a rescue dog. Oh. So you, you look at the dog and you, now you give it a story. You, you're going to love it, love it, love it, love it because it was a rescue. What the dog needs is structure boundaries, okay. guidance. And that makes perfect sense because people just want to love it, but, and they think, like you said, you have that, it makes so much sense because you get this thought in your head when you think rescue and you're like, right. oh, you know, and it could have just been a dog, like just some new litter of puppies that somebody adopted. Right, right, right. right? So right? you don't, <laughs> when you give too much, too much, too much, too much, too much love, too much touching, too much everything, now your dog starts unraveling. <laughs> right so you now you start having problems okay so um probably one of the biggest things that i see people do 
with their animal is, let, let's say garbage truck goes by one day and it scares your dog. Right. And you reach down and you say, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it was just a garbage truck. So now, the dog doesn't know you're saying that. The dog is like, you're reinforcing a behavior. So now, garbage truck goes again. And now your dog is frightened again. Now every time a loud car goes by, loud truck goes by, your dog freaks out and you're reinforcing the behavior over and over again. So really humans have to watch how they react to their dog's reactions because otherwise it's just going to become a pattern. Humans mold you're molding your animal. You're, you're the mirror. So how you're acting to your dog. So when you change your behavior, then the dog can change his behavior. I understand. And that's why it's so important for the owner to be involved. Yes, and I remember that when I adopted my dog, <laughs> um, you had told me because, like, I brought her to you, and she wasn't, you know, she was, like, being defiant. And you told me that she wasn't respecting me. Right. And at first I was like, You're right. please, <laughs> she's my dog, she loves me. But I understood what you meant, and she was, like, you know, defying me because she didn't have the respect because I wasn't really showing her who was the boss. I was just being all lovey and, and sweet and kind and wanted her to love me back. <laughs> We've lost our dog. We lost <laughs> Dragon. Dragon. Come here, boy. Dragon here. <laughs> See, she's a good trainer. <laughs> he came right back. <laughs> a boy. Um, yeah, so it is a big thing. Your dog doesn't, re if your dog doesn't respect you, doesn't, doesn't listen because you haven't given good guidance. So let's say you want to have an off-leash dog here in the valley in the beautiful mountains and you have trouble walking your dog. Your dog doesn't listen to you when you're walking your dog on a leash. Okay. How do you expect your dog to respect you, pay attention to you when that dog is off leash? When that dog is out and about with all the all the distractions of right. the world. So I always tell everybody the the best off leash dog you're gonna have is a dog who's great on leash. And that makes perfect sense actually. I wanna talk more with you before we have you leave. Is that okay? We're gonna take a break and then come right back with some more Interesting Absolutely. facts with your dogs. We love dogs here on TV8, and we love people that can take care of them and teach us how to do the best thing to have a perfect life. This is Liz. We'll be back with more show right here. Good Morning Vale on TV8. Good Morning Vale. Welcome back to the show. We're having a fantastic morning here with Jennifer Valentine and her beautiful dog, Dragon. We're talking about certain things that we can do with our dogs, behavioral issues, and basic problems that I see a lot here in the Vale Valley. And I know you were talking a little bit about off-leash, but a lot of people get very touchy about your dog being off-leash. They do, you know, unless you're out on a hike, it's good that when you're local, you just never know and why even risk it. But I see, look at him sleeping on your stomach. How cute is he? When I see all the time is people being dragged by their dogs or constantly pulling them, making them stop or putting on those um, spiky collars. So in, in a nutshell, is this a fixable reaction that the dogs are continuously doing, but we're not understanding how to fix it? Exactly. It's fixable. Um, 
I don't like the choking and the pulling and, and people get dragged. I've seen somebody fall over trying to hold their dog up. Right. There's there's all kinds of ways that people walk their dog that, you know, if you watch them, it's kind of kind of sad to see um, fr from the dog's point of view being, being yanked and pulled. Mm -hmm. um, retractable leashes. I actually like retractable leashes. They're a training tool. They're for trainers, for training tool. But you see people walking their dog with a retractable leash and their dog is dragging them yeah. right they're just giving their dog the ability to be 10 20 feet <laughs> ahead, ahead of them um, but it's a great training tool it's a great training tool for recall um, harnesses not really a fan of harnesses and the reason is you're walking with your dog well they're made for pulling right number one so I do think they make them be more uncomfortable to try and discourage the dog from pulling but the dog still still pull and gotcha. people really don't have control um, the dogs are kind of floating, just doing what they want when they're on harness. What I want is a dog who's going to walk next to me. I want a dog that, um, when I'm walking, I want us to be a team. And the leash should be slack, shouldn't it? Yes, yes, absolutely, the leash should be slack. Um, but you need to be a team. You need to be not, not be two entities walking down the street. Okay. And if you watch people walk their dog, the dogs are sniffing and smelling elsewhere. They're not paying any attention to the owner. They're, they're pulling, they're doing whatever they want to do, and the, <laughs> mm -hmm. and the owner is just kind of following along. So the dog's in charge. The dog's doing what they want. Um, now, take that same dog and take it off leash, and the dog's going to do exactly the same thing. Right. So now what happens when you have a dog who doesn't come back to you when you call and let's say you're walking on a trail around here and someone says, hey, can you get your dog? And they say, oh, my dog is friendly. Yeah. Well, maybe your dog isn't as friendly as you think it is. Or maybe your dog's not friendly. Or maybe you've been working real hard on trying to teach your dog to not be reactive. And now they've ruined your day because you're panicked yes. that something's going to happen. Absolutely. So that is a big problem here. Um, and some people get really nasty about it. Yes. I've had people be nasty to me when I'm out training um, with a client or even people tell me, oh, my gosh, what happened to me today on a trail? So if you don't have reliability with your dog off-leash, then your dog, in my opinion, shouldn't be off-leash. And I agree 100% because, like you said, they're good off-leash once they're good on-leash. Right. And, um, and what if your dog has a bite history? Right. Just because now it can be off-leash in the mountains mm -hmm. with you, that dog doesn't need to be off-leash in the mountains with you unless you're away from everybody, you don't have any corners to go around. Um, just because your dog is on an e-collar doesn't mean that your dog isn't going to come up and bite, and honestly, it doesn't mean that your dog is 100% proofed on the e-collar. Right, and you had mentioned earlier before we came on that e-collars are not just for buzzing every time you think you want your dog to do something. This is more like if they run off a, chasing a squirrel and you don't want them to go away or something like that, then you would utilize it so they get the idea that that behavior is not acceptable. So for e-collar, um, if you, anyone does e-collar training with me, I require that that dog has a foundation prior to. So uh, Dragon actually has a spot-on recall. I've put an e-collar on him twice. Wow. I don't use... I go up in the hills with my four-wheeler, and that's when I put an e-collar on him. Okay. Um, but to just be pushing buttons, 
um, it's not really fair to the dog. Right. So you want to make sure when that dog has a good foundation and you call them, they're going to turn around and come anyway. Right. So maybe you just need the, the e-collar as, as a seatbelt just to make sure that the dog is safe. Um, you're not going to get lost. They're not going to go chasing sure. a moose and not come, not come back. And I've um, seen where you, people have, you know, if they do it right, you can literally just put that collar on them and they already know, well, I'm going to behave because I know well, the situation. Well, that, that brings a point. Yeah. Your dog shouldn't do that. Your dog oh. shouldn't act different because you put an e-collar on. That, so, okay. what the, so what that tells me is there's a lot of button pushing. Yes. There's a lot of high number button pushing for that dog. When that dog knows, oh. Ah, so it's not the, and here I thought, oh, what a smart dog. It knows it's going to behave because it has the collar. So I'm actually not correct. And I mean, I've learned so much about dogs through you with my dog because I mean, you had to train me. You had to teach me that my dog was disrespecting me and that I had to take the lead. And when she jumps on me, the one thing you did tell me is to like lean into the dog because you said that they're, they're in your space. And that's really important. And I think that this holds true no matter what, if you're getting a pound puppy or you're raising a baby puppy. I think it all still is all universal when it, it comes down to training your animal. It is. And, you know, first thing everybody should do is do research on the breed. Okay. So dogs have different genetics are different. Mm -hmm. Some dogs, uh-uh-uh. Some dogs are quiet. Some, some dogs are... He's barking at um, you on the screen. Right, looking over there. Um, some dogs are very energetic. Okay. So what is your... <laughs> Leave it. Um, it's just different personality. Does that dog fit your personality? Yes. Or are you going to go into this and be struggling because you have a dog that is not what you're comfortable with. Yeah, and the last thing people want is having a pet that just gives them anxiety. Exactly. It's supposed to add joy to your world. It's supposed to add comfort and love and all that fun thing, all that fun stuff. So you don't want to have a dog that you're going to be worried about every time you walk out that door or any time you want to let it off leash and go romp and play or you want to go to a dog park and make sure it's socialized and things like that. So it really is a method that universally we can all have the same idea. I can't thank you enough for being here with us. How do people reach out to you if they would like to get some? Do you ever do, like somebody will come to you for, like what, what do you call it when they just want to get an idea, like an estimate or a, a, so I generally, like an assessment of their dog? Right. Um, call me. My phone number is 713-816-1590, um, Valentine Dog Training. Mm -hmm. You can look at my website, Instagram. Um, I'm happy to talk to people on the phone so I can get a pretty good idea of what's going on with your dog just, okay. by, just by talking to you. Honestly, an assessment um, takes about 15 seconds to figure wow. out what's going on with okay. you and your dog. So um, I, my favorite way of training is day training. Okay. Bring me your dog, drop your dog off, let me work with your dog during the day, and we'll do a big long lesson at the end of the day, and uh, hopefully have your dog no longer uh, pulling on leash. Right. Um, reactivity can Coming be... Coming back to you, to recall and stuff. Well, I can just say this much. If you really want to have the perfect relationship with your pet and you want to make life really simple and easy with your family and get everybody involved in the dog's behavior, the whole house has to be in the same 
realm of thought processing, and this is a great way to do it through Valentine Dog Training. Thank you again, Jennifer. This Thank was you. such a treat, and Dragon is just... This is a beautiful dog, and I know what you mean by choosing your breed. This is a great breed, but there's a lot of mixed breeds out there. So whatever you do, make sure you do it right. Get your dog trained in the proper way so you can live a happy, fulfilled life with your pet through Jennifer Valentine and Valentine Dog Training. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be right back with more show right here on TV8. Welcome to the TV8 Weather Center. I'm Liz. Let's take a look at your Saturday. By 8 a.m., 14 degrees, we're going to have mostly sunny skies. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful day. Your high is 34 degrees. Winds west-southwest at 10 to 15 miles an hour. It might make it feel a little bit colder throughout that breeze. By 8 a.m., sunny skies. Noon, it'll be 33 degrees and partly sunny. By 4 p.m., 31 degrees, mostly sunny skies. By 8 p.m., Partly cloudy skies and 21 degrees. Taking a look right now at the I-70 corridor. Let's go on over to Denver and see what's happening over there. We have partly cloudy skies over there and 53 degrees. Over in Vail, 34 degrees, partly cloudy. Same in Eagle with 38 degrees. And right here in Avon, 36 degrees. Taking a look at your overnight, it will be 16 degrees as we sleep. 20% chance of snow, partly cloudy skies, and the sun will set at 5.46 p.m. Now, looking at the week, look at all that snow, everybody. Super excited about this. Plentiful snow, lots of precipitation. By tomorrow, 70% chance of same, 26 degrees for your high and 16 degrees for your low. By Monday, still lots of snow, 60% chance, 32 for your high, 24 for your low. Tuesday, we still have a lot of snow coming our way. 50% chance of same, 37 for your high, 29 degrees for your low. By Wednesday, it's 70 degrees, or rather 70% chance of snow, 33 for your high and 10 for your low. And by Thursday, partly cloudy skies, 25% chance of precipitation, 23 for your high and 17 degrees for your low. That's a look at your weather for today and the week. It's all brought to you by Sun and Ski, which is located here in Avon. If you want to get all your winter gear Great place to go head out. You can get accessories, clothing, and so much more all at Sun and Ski. And we're going to take a look at the eyepieces lens report of the day. But don't go anywhere, everybody, because we are going to do that big giveaway for tickets to Dogs in a Pile and a special T-shirt for you just for listening. And you get to win for a great show. Now let's go see what Maddie has to say for your lens of the day report by eyepieces of Vail on TV8. Lens of the Day is brought to you by Eyepieces of Vail and Goggle Bar, serving the Vail Valley for over 30 years. It's that time of the morning where I get to talk about one of my favorite things, anything to do with skiing. And so for Lens of the Day today, we're going to see that bright sunshine, and we want to make sure that your eyes are nice and protected from those harsh UV rays. So I've got the Smith 4D Mag S in front of me. This is the smaller out of the two frames, I should say, not lenses. So you can do this in just the Mag, the 4D Mag, or the Mag S. So it's just going to be a little bit smaller of a fit. Now, for today, you're going to want to get this lens that's going to allow less light in that's going to protect your eyes from those harsh UV rays. All you have to do is get that goggle lens close and then make sure you hear those little clicking sounds before you lock the lens in. This is going to keep your goggle lens nice and secure in that frame. It's also going to help give that frame its shape just because that goggle lens is going to help keep it a little bit stiffer. Now as we look at this goggle, the reason that they call it the 4D Mag S is because you can see this nice curve down here. 
which this is going to give you 25% more of a bird's eye view with the goggle lens, which is going to give your peripheral vision just an enhanced view. That way you can see better so you can ski better or ride better. Now some quick tips and tricks to keep your goggle lens nice and safe. After each and every use, you want to make sure that you allow your goggle to air out because if this foam stays wet and you keep it compressed on something like your helmet, this foam right here, and you keep that compressed on something like your helmet, then it's going to slowly start to disintegrate that foam and then you're going to have all of these like little flakes from the foam falling into your eyes and so it's best to just avoid that. Take them off of your helmet after you ski and let them dry out before you place them. You also don't want that foam to get mildewy. Welcome back to the show. I have had such a wonderful morning with everybody. I am super excited right now. Now is the big moment. Do you want to win tickets to Dogs in a Pile and these beautiful shirts that we have here that you can see? Well, it's time now to give us a call and we will let you know if you are a winner. 970-629-9881. 629-9881 call to win you guys it is an amazing band dogs in a pile and these two amazing t-shirts check it out one more time 970-629-9881 to win tickets to dogs in a pile they will be coming to us next saturday at agave here in avon and they are a great band a wonderful venue and you're going to get out there and have a great time 628 881 tickets to dogs in a pile taking place next Saturday right here in Avon at Agave. It's going to be a lot of fun. One more time, I'll give you that number 628-9881. Get your tickets now. We have Max on the phone and just give him a ring right now and you can win the tickets. I had a great morning with everybody that came in today. Dragon, the dog, he was a beautiful Doberman with Jennifer Valentine. She was just an exceptional guest and I really appreciate her presence here. And it's always good to get a little bit of a refresher when it comes to our pooches. You know, we love to live our lives with them and have a great time and it's not all fun and games. We do have to keep them in line and be the dominant figure in their lives. So if you want to check it out, look up Valentine Dog Training to see if you want to make a better existence with your pet and not have so much anxiety. I took my dog with me to her and it really did a world of difference. So that is really great. And once again, I want to thank everybody from the Vale Valley Foundation for throwing on such an amazing fundraiser last night because we had the best time. All kinds of great fun was had at the Black Diamond Ball, you guys. It was just a wonderful event, and I just want to say thanks to Rebecca and Dan one more time for inviting us out to such a beautiful, magical evening. It's TV8, everybody. We're having a great Saturday, and I'll be back again tomorrow for a Sunday filled with show. We have the community market coming in and so much more. So always keep it tuned to 92 right here on your Comcast dial. I'm Liz. We are Good Morning Vale right here on TV8. Have a wonderful Saturday, everybody.